Inhibitions, Book One in the Inhibited Series, K. A. Berg. Chapter One. Every wish you could have have a do, ever wish you could have a do over. The last six months of my life been hit after hit. This shitty morning is the icing on the cake. Why can't I seem to catch a break? What did I do in my previous life to warrant such a terrible string of bad luck? I'm just a normal, run-of-the-mill girl who wants to follow her dreams. That seems reasonable enough, no? Of all the moments of me to be running behind schedule and stuck in traffic, has been this one. Oh, fuck it. Sitting in the car, sweating my arse off, because the only conditioning in my 1999 Honda Civic has decided that this is summer, it will stop working, it's not helping my mood whatsoever. Of course, this happens to be the same summer in New Jersey, it's having a never-ending heat wave, it's already over 90 degrees, it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning, my face is starting to grease up as the sun bakes it. Having the windows down doesn't help, the car isn't moving fast enough to catch a breeze. With melting makeup and my hair sticking to the sides of my face, I'm going to look fantastic when I finally get to this get to the interview. I overslept an hour this morning, thanks to me thanks to being up all night prepping for my prepping for today. This is the interview with Tanner Great Garrison, quarterback for the Jacks. Supposedly this is going to be the big their big year. Thanks to the luck of the draft. After trading up to a higher draft pick, the Jets were able to get some up-and-coming hotshot wide receiver. It was supposed to help to fix their offense's lack of good ball handlers. Like I didn't have any, like I have any clue what the hell that means. Why is it? Which is why I didn't want to do this interview in the first. This interview is at first. James Carter, the behaviour's usual sports writer. His wife went into labour three days ago and had their first baby, so I was picked to take his place. I knew nothing about sports, but our editor, Dominic Kramer, has said I was the best choice on such notice. Yes, I'm a good writer, but not a sports writer. Actually, you're qualified for, most qualified of the alternative choices. <coughs> Dominic told me yesterday after he dropped the, b- the bomb. This is a big interview. The garrison's agent really agreed to it, but said tomorrow is the only time slot they can offer. They, they ain't guaranteeing any other interviews to discuss the upcoming season. This is basically exclusive. Besides, you're always complaining about no not getting a chance to write a big piece, so here's your chance. You seem to sense my reluctance. My face must have said everything was running from my mind. But Dom, I'm not a sports writer. I don't know anything about football. I write lifestyle pieces. Hot clubs, great restaurants, newest trends, concerts, plays, everything hot at the moment. Not sports. Sure, I know him and what he likes to hang around, but I know crap about his personal life. Couldn't James do a phone interview? We wouldn't have to leave the home for that. I offered it up a reasonable alternative. No, actually, he can't. His wife's being discharged from the hospital tomorrow. There's no way to predict the time frame for it. Don stated matter-of-factly, I'll give you the rest of the day off. Go home, do some Googling on Garrison, 
and jets. I have someone email you James' notes and outline of the interview. Afterwards, you and James can sit down together and put together a good article. Make sure everything fits for the sports piece, since you you ain't used to used to them. I know he's trying to be generous with the timeline. It would have been an adequate amount of time to prepare for an interview if if I were in my given area of expertise. Knowing this is a great opportunity, I shouldn't have been. I should have been ecstatic. The excitement around Jet's potential this year has been buzzing for months. I have ninety-six dollars in my bank account. If this pans out well, I could mean it could mean a great paycheck. It's a freaking exclusive. I sighed initially, knowing I could I couldn't turn this assignment down and not in agreement with Dom. I was starting to leave when he gave me a few words of encouragement. Ash, he said, you, you're going to be fine with this assignment. You're qualified for this. If you can handle the snobby up-and-coming wannabes who come to parties in the club, you can certainly handle Tanner Grayson. You don't think you should go... If you, if you don't think you should do this, I wouldn't have assigned you to it, to you. I worked at the City Press for three years now. I write for the lifestyle section of the paper, which which club was packed this week, which new celebs were partying up, it up at new NYC, which restaurant was a month up, was a month long waiting list, what is currently trending, what these are subjects I mostly cover. Nothing big, but... Decent enough. I love. I. I love, I'm doing what I love. What I've always wanted to do, despite my mother's disapproval. My mother's insists that there's nothing wrong with writing articles to the press. I should go into something more stable and steady. Why not be a teacher? My mum said. You'd be a great teacher, actually. But I never wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a writer. I interned at the press during college and worked hard enough. To Afterwards, I was given, I was chosen as the only intern to be hired full time. Donna always liked me right from the start, from the very beginning, which is why I felt given. He felt well, it's why I feel he's given me this chance. Isn't that un- ungrateful, Doctor? I just hate being outside my comfort zone. I feel as though I haven't been in my comfort zone for the last six months. A long six months it's been. A bad luck started. My bad luck started soon. To start when I discovered my boyfriend Jason was cheating on me. I suppose it, if you ask my mother, though, she was saying my bad luck started two and a half years ago when I started dating Jason. My parents never liked him. He just messed me up the wrong way, actually, my mother had always said. He's not the guy for you, she claimed. He wasn't one thing in particular, but it's just something about Jason as a whole that didn't sit right with her. Either way, she was right. I, I guess mother's institution really is accurate, even if it's never admitted to her. She doesn't know the real reasons we broke up or how much debt he put me in before I ended it. Just say I won't, don't want to see that look on her face if she found out the truth. She, she may, she'll say since you've been, since, they say since she's been right about my choices in him, maybe she's considered another career before. It turned out she was right about that as well. Jason and I shared an apartment in Jersey City. That is, until I found him having an afternoon romp in our sheets. If someone certainly wasn't me. 
Firstly, when he shouldn't have been should have been working, I kicked him out. I came early that day to grab a few outfits choices to bring with me to my best friend Quinn's. We was heading to the city that night, so I check out. I should, could check out a club for the weekend edition of the paper. I knew something was off the minute I walked through the door. A pair of women's shoes were lying on the living room floor. They weren't mine. I don't own an electric blue stilettos. Then they heard I heard of Yes, Jason. Yes, yes, Jason. Harder. And known woman's. Somehow, in my apartment, yelled her moans and pants and screams of pleasure. Feel the empty space echoing around me. Yeah, you like that. You like it, don't you? Jason responded. My feet started walking towards the bedroom. I'm still not sure why. It was obvious what I'll find in there. But I guess my eyes wanted to see it for myself. The door wasn't closed, but just slightly ajar. As though it had been clearly forgotten, the rush was to go down the business. Clearly, two had been not been expecting me to pop in during the middle of this afternoon revenues. And sure enough, when my head peeked through the door, there they were. Jason had her bent over my bed, fucking her from behind. One of his hands gripped her hard. So hot, hard, red fingerprints covered her hip, and Jason's knuckles had gone white. His hand was wrapped up in her bottled blonde hair, using it as leverage. He had it pulled had it pulled taut as he slammed into her. Her blood-red nails were dug into the sheets, my sheets, the ones Jason and I picked out together when we moved in the year before. The laugh, I thought, had been forming in my mind, must have been actually been forming in my throat, because it slipped out, because I had a chance, if I had a chance to stop it. It was laugh of pure irony. The irony being, I wouldn't, I would have loved for Jason to be fucking me the way he was fucking his slut, but I never had the balls to ask him out loud. Sure, I asked him my hand thousands of times during sex, but I never mentioned the words, get out the words, fuck me or own me, to actually make make their way out of my mouth. And now he's actually doing exactly as I wanted, but it was me, he was at the receiving end. Hearing my escaped laughter, Jason stopped moving. As he turned his head, his eyes widened, he pulled out his afternoon delight and turned his whole body round to me as he started to mutter excuses. Ash, baby, this isn't what it looks like. It's not what you think, he said pathetically. Wow, that's all he's got. My brain-to-mouth filter was always painfully present and making it possible to vocalise the things I wanted to say, which must to say must have taken a vocation at that moment because... The thought slipped right past my lips. No, really, babe, I swear I can explain. He was still completely naked. So it was a bond. It didn't seem at all bothered about me being there. Taking them both in, I noticed the douchebag wasn't even wearing a condom. Reality situation hit me in full force. I'm fucking believable. How long has this been going on? And how many times has he slept? With someone else. And the, and even thought about using, even without thought of using a condom. Oh my God, what if he's given me something? I didn't know, didn't even know it. 
It was disgusting and nauseating all at once. Get out, I yelled at the blonde, who was still not even trying to cover her fake double, double Ds, or the rest of her body, for that matter. She didn't even move fast. That's for my liking. I yelled, get the fuck out now. Finally, she moved more like a dirty little whore. I'd been caught fucking someone else's man. She, she, Elsie's man, she was. Jason started moving towards me, his dirty dick still hard, taunting me with his betrayal, and I snapped. You too, I barked him. Go follow your whore. I pointed him towards the door, in case he'd forgotten where it was. Ashley, please, babe, let me explain. She's nothing, I swear, Jason pleaded, still heading towards me, a little slower now, as though I was a caged animal. He was unaware. He was unsure of. He's right to be unsure of me, because at that moment I was unsure myself. I couldn't decide which emotion was going to win the battle on top. To the top, betrayal and disgust. The two vied inside my head, both fighting to get out. I couldn't stand the sight of him, and apparently neither could my stomach. Nauseated, rolled, rolled in to join the betrayal and disgust. Jason. Coming closer to me right now, I will rip off your cheating dick and shove it down your throat. Get out, I screamed at him, more quietly this time. I don't know if it could ever been considered, could have, I didn't know if it could have been considered a scream. My adrenaline wasn't, wasn't pumping enough, as, pumping as fast as, any, as anymore, and my anger was slowly fading to hurt and embarrassment. I just went out before I lost it and started crying. So many emotions tumbling around inside my head, inside one woman, at one time, isn't a good thing. I was a volcano about to erupt. Fine, Ash. You know what? Fuck this, he said, turning and grabbing his pants off the floor. This is, this is all your fault anyway, he added as he pulled him on. My fault, I scoffed. How is my fault? You just fucking some slut in our bed in the middle of the afternoon, I asked truly baffled. If it wasn't such a stuck-up prude, I wouldn't have been bored or needed to bang someone else to get set, feel satisfied. Jason spat out the words viciously as though he'd been inside my head and already knew my unspoken problem. Oh, hell no, I wasn't about to let him turn his betrayal around on me. No way. Get the fuck out right now. Get the fuck away from me. I really can't hand, handle handle can't be accountable of my actions right now, Jason. I'm leaving in an hour to go back to work. I suggest you come back and get your shit. If you don't, I swear I'll burn whatever's left. You disgusting bastard, I screamed so loud. I felt the veins bulging in my neck. Anger winning out the battle of emotions. How dare he try to tell me it was my fault. He couldn't keep his dick to himself. He couldn't find the balls to ask his girlfriend for rougher sex. Or, or whatever he wanted but wasn't getting. I knew it was Pop calling the kettle black and all, but he hadn't hadn't just found me getting nailed by another guy. He hadn't didn't seem to have a problem asking a bitch for that what he wanted. I wanted I needed my anger. Otherwise, I knew I would crumble to the floor. He hit the nail on the head with his pro comment, as if he knew exactly where to aim to inflict the most damage. Yeah, whatever. Actually, truth hurts, doesn't it? He threw, threw it out as he walked the bed out the bedroom door.
I sank down as the wall on sat sank down the wall as he slammed the door behind him. I sat there, hoping to calm chaos in my head, trying to wrap my mind around the reality of everything that had happened. If he wanted something more, why didn't he ask? Did he did I miss the signs? Did I come off too much of a goody goody to be asking to try new things? I racked my brain for answers. I wasn't too sure I wanted. Maybe it was my fault. I searched my memory for cues from Jason. I, I may have missed. Nothing stood out to me. After a few minutes of sulking, I snapped back to reality. I n- knew I needed to get the hell out of the room. I moved as fast as I could, grabbing what I hoped was everything I needed for the night. I needed to get to Quinn's. I need my best friend. She should know where to. She would know where to go from here. Chapter two. Both chapter one and chapter two are about Ashley. Thoughts that after terrible, that awful afternoon swell through my mind when I sit in tra- this down traffic, the traffic from Hoboken, where I live from quite now live with with Clement to Morris Morristown, or the where the Jack's practice facility is located, is in a manning standstill and isn't helping my me keep my mind on the present. My Rodas's relationship hasn't just ended with finding Jason in the bed with a blonde, or the extremely sore point he pushed on his way out the door. Soon after that, I came to find out he was maxed out on my emergency credit cards, ones I kept from unexpected mishaps of life, like my breakup from Jason. I never carried them around with me. I kept them at home in the drawer in the kitchen, along with my extra checks, current bills, and take-out menus. Jason had done a decent job working on had a decent job working on computer software and makes good money. I never thought he'd use them, so I didn't think twice about leaving them there. Jason never seemed that kind of guy to me. When the statements come in the mail about a week or so after Jason moved out, I was shocked. He put nearly two grand on one card and four over four on the other. In one month, hotels, bars, high-end restaurants, laundry stores, he must not have really cared about getting caught with his pants down, because he had to have known or find out as soon as the statements come in, or he planned to keep hiding them from me. Maybe that's all what he wanted all along, me to find out. He probably been hoping to find out the way, that way he could take the cows away out instead of breaking up with me, with me, making up with me himself. What the hell have I done to him? Okay, he was bored. So he went to someone else. What if I wasn't giving him? Why Why did he have to be so cruel, so vindictive, over the top? As if cheating wasn't enough. He, he hurt me in the worst, worst possible way, my, my, with my money and in my bed. Why not just break up on me? Oh, at least take a, ask me to spice up our sex life. I've... I would, if he asked, hell, I wanted the same thing. I wanted to know how to go about asking for it. It was like something taboo. What kind of woman asked to be treated dirty? What kind of girl asked to be manhandled in the bedroom without seeming like a freak or slut? You're not a freak, Ash. Everyone is into the down and dirty sweets. Quinn said every time we talk about this subject, She's the only one I talk about my secrets and eyes with. 
You just keep trying to make me feel better. I said back to her last time we had this conversation. When the fuck have I ever lied to lied just to make someone feel better? Have you forgotten my uncouth way of being too blatantly honest? You bitch about it all the time. I suddenly reminded reminded of Paul Selkart and Neiman Marcus who Quinn nearly made cry that the poor girl hasn't done anything as wrong except catch catch Quinn on a bad day. Yes, you're right. You're never nice to anyone benef- for anyone's benefit other than your own. I'm sure that girlfriend Neiman Marcus remembers the fact about, about you, I says. Oh, come on, I snapped. A poor, dressed get, get sales girl one day at a time, and now they were never nice. I was having a bad day, and I'm about to start my period. Cut me some slack. Bad days and PMS never mix for anyone. Quinn defended herself before turning back our original conversations. Seriously, though, if you want some spice in the bedroom, ask for it. You know how the saying goes, lady in the streets, but a freak in the streets. She reminded, she reminded, reminded, I had no choice but to giggle. I smile, thinking back to the conversation, twins of ice. We had been unpacking some boxes that day, about a week after I moved in with her. After Jason had maxed me out, Quinn offered her extra bedroom for me. I grudgingly agreed. After all, after after, uh, only after we argued about it first. It'd been a bad place at the time, so I couldn't see how awesome Quinn was being. I was stressed out about money, which is something new to me. I'm not a rich girl like Quinn, but I'm also not used to being a paycheck to paycheck girl. After opening statements from the credit cards, Jason News, I knew the road ahead would be dumpy. There's no way in hell we've seen that money from I'm seeing that money for Jason. These girls needed to pay off. I shouldn't let him. I couldn't let him destroy my credit along with everything else. He already destroyed my, my trust and my confidence. There was four months left on our lease when we, we broke up. Thank God we just hadn't spent sent in renewal yet because the lease was only in my name. I was only. I was the one legally responsible for making sure it got paid. My savings have been enough to cover the remaining rent, which is two thousand a month for now for that now awful apartment. I didn't want to live there anymore. Let alone pay two grand a month for it. It wasn't bad when I was splitting it, everything with Jason, but shouldering the full rent, utilities, regular bills, student loans. And now those huge credit bills are wiped out. Yep, Jason, you fucked me good. You not in the sense, not in that sense either, as you apparently wanted. Quinn had pushed me to go after Jason for the money, but it wasn't worth it to me. I didn't want to have to see him again and relieve the memories of him banging that chick. When Quinn had offered me a spare room in her apartment, I agreed immediately, until she told me not to worry about paying rent. Then I freaked out on her. I'm not a charity case, Quinn Taylor, I told her. I never said you were, sweet. She stared me down, daring to argue. But I don't need the money right now, and you do. Quinn always had money to burn, didn't see what the problem was. Her father is some hot shot investment, something or other, in the city. 
She works for him, has a great job, he pays the rent. Then I'm not moving in. If you don't let me pay half the rent, I'm not moving in here with you. I'll find somewhere else to live. Okay, oh, fine. How much do you want to pay? She huffed. Clearly annoyed at her stubbornness. Half, was the answer. Quinn picked her head up, looked at me seriously. This time, Ashley, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't let you pay half. Why not? Because you can't afford to pay half right now. Tell me how much you are happy, make, make you happy, and you can pay that. How about what? How about what you are paying with, with you are paying with, with Jason? Would that make you happy? She asked. Still not telling me how much the rent was. Well, if the rent here is two thousand, I said. No, it was. No, it wasn't. No, it's not. I pay five grand a month here. I know I can't afford. I know you can't afford twenty five hundred a month. I don't really want you to pay anything at all. My father pays this place, not me. Trust me, he can afford it. I'm not. I'm not that person. You know, I'm not mock- mooching off my friend, rich friends, rich parents. I answered, meaning very every word. Fine. Tell me how much you get. To, how much to get you to shut up the hell and leave the fucking with me? Uh, about fifteen hundred. I knew it was more than before. At least I could feel I'd pay my way. Not taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever. But not dollar anymore. No, not a dollar more, and utilities included. Subjects closed, Quinn said, amending my offer and effectively ending the conversation. I moved in with Quinn about two months ago. I slowly climbed, I was slowly climbing from red into black. My current secretary security deposit for the apartment in Jersey City covered. One credit card, Jason ran up, and a little bit on the other. My savings helped me cover the other half of rent. I still stretch slightly beyond my limit, but I'm making do. Knowing I'm not that kind of girl, I'm not. Knowing I'm not the kind of girl to ask for it. Quinn tries to hide her help from from me. She doesn't think I notice yet. She's twenty. She sticks in my wallet from time to time. On meals, she t- she makes sure we all. Waiting, I'm waiting for me when I get home. I don't need to be paid for dinner. Since Quinn goes through the trouble to try and help me discreetly, I let it go. Even though it bothers me, I suppose that's what friend do, best friends do for you. Quinn and I met, 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 our freshman, and I met on our freshman year at college and been inseparable ever since. Seven years running, I couldn't be more thankful for the roundness of college roommates' assignments. Quinn's the only one of who talk about my issues. I don't think there's many people out there more open-minded than she is. We talked about Jason for hours uh, upon hours, finally discovering it wasn't it wasn't losing Jason I was upset at, but the way he ended it, and that what he said to me had hit a nerve. I believed I loved him, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. Thinking back, I probably stayed so long because I felt secure of him. His claim was that I was a prude. He hadn't been sexually certified. Still bothered me all these months. Still brings out my insecurities. Making me wonder if anyone has ever been fully satisfied. I'm not shy, per se, but I guess I'm kind of reserved. Usually follow Jason's lead when he was into a mystery top. I was taken from behind.
and always in bed. I wrapped my brain so any hints he might have made about wanting more, but he never did, which is why his little stunt caught me completely in surprise. I wanted more, too, still too, still do. I want someone to push me up a wall, pin my hands over my head. Total, totally Christian Grey elevator style. Someone to tell me how much they want me and how hard I make them. Someone to push me to then my knees and give me no choice but to keep, to keep my mouth open as he shoves his cock in it without even asking, telling me what, how good it feels to fuck me without remorse. I want all that and want more, but how the hell does one ask someone for it without coming off like a complete whore again? Pulling into the practice facility for the subjects that, that could be the interview of my career while thinking about being on my knees with a mouthful of dick isn't how I wanted this morning to go. I glance at the clock on my dashboard and notice I'm ten minutes late. Great. I'm late, sweaty, probably smell like a farm animal. And as if it was enough, I turned on my I was turned on by my previous thoughts. Checking my rear mirror mirror, I'm pleased to see my makeup isn't that bad, too bad. I fixed my hair briefly quickly. I rushed from the parking lot to go to interview the quarterback playboy quarterback Terry Taylor Greatson. After doing my research yesterday, I'm more, even more hesitant about this interview. Pictures of hot quarterback all over the internet. He's a local boy who grew up in Staten Island. He's definitely a big deal around here. In fact, he's downright delicious. With bright green eyes and a messy crop of brown hair. Hadn't, didn't hurt either. You can tell he knows it too. He's always photographed with, well, with one particular bombshell. Stunning, super skinny, great boobs, perfectly dressed in the latest fashions. And never a hair at place. This Melissa, this is Mrs. Melissa Fingen's girl. Is a lot, is a lot, in a lot of photos of him. Most articles say she is his girlfriend, but there's there's just as many with pictures of him with other women, and catches always claim he's stepping out. Um, Miss Lissa again seems like he's a typical player on and off the field. He's disgusting. It makes me feel awful for Melissa if it's, if she is his girlfriend. I know how she feels. At least the whole world did get a front row seat, and would make this hurt my embarrassment. This should be a fun interview. I don't know, my, know the first thing about football. I'm now thinking about Jason. Get myself all wiped again. I don't know how I'm put about this guy. I can't stand having to interview someone who's nothing more than an everyday job with a padded bank account. A sense of entitlement that makes him believe we can, he can do whatever he wants or how he wants. Here goes nothing. Chapter 3. Tanner. I still can't believe I left my agent taught me to doing this interview. He knows how I hate him, them, how much I hate the spotlight, but Davis always knows how to manipulate me. Oh, come on, Tanner, it's the city press. You know how much New York loves their quarterbacks. You can do no wrong here. Ask for your image and help the team press... The press have been asking for this interview for months now. It's only one. It's the only one I'm asking you to do it pre-season, David. I say. No, he's got exactly what he wanted. But that line of reasoning. 
I'm a sucker for giving back to local fans, having grown up here. These were my stomping grounds. I love New York, and I play. I got to get to play football here. Davis also knows, and what I'm almost, I'll do almost anything to take, make me look like a real me instead of the arsehole everyone thinks I am. The stupid, small, rich, playboy rep I was coming. From, I I always come. I have comes from. I have no clue, but that's not me. I'm not, I'm not some woman I think also will help some one chick to rest whilst being in a relationship somewhere else. Jeez, Ma, I'll smack the shit out of me. If that were true, <coughs> she made sure she raised the boy who respects women, and I do. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the women, company of fine women, having a good time, but I don't know. I don't have casual sex, not anymore, anyway. I hang out with my friends. I don't get close to many women anymore. Just Melissa. She's the one who I really trust. She stood by me thick and thin and has been a fantastic friend. I haven't found any other woman I feel truly like me for me. And that, and not just that she thinks what she can get from me. That's the trouble with having money and fame. People always want something from you. I didn't mind the fans who want autographs or pictures. That one, that part I actually like. Fans are a big part of the game. Without them, you'll be no football. Your mooches who I can't stand. People who don't give two shits about you. Just want to, you, just want you, want you can do for them. People who seep out of the woodwork once you made it to the top. Right now, I'm pretty high up. Since we've been able to pick up. Since we were able to pick up Darren Starks, our, our new wild receiver, everyone is predicting it's been a great year. We had a great run last season, but no one threw the ball to anyone who could see, who could would seem to hold on to it for more than five yards at a time. We made it to the first round of the playoffs, but lost to San Diego. This year, I'm hoping we make it much further. This is a better be about old football. The minute it comes about anything else, I'm done. And there's nothing I hate more than these pieces with these these things that t- make a turn towards wanting some juicy piece of like, personal em- information. Guys are always looking for details about my latest conquests. Wishing they were able to grab a girl like the ones I've seen with in public. The woman I choose to spend time with are beautiful, and most are generally great people too. I don't know why the press and gossip rags jump right to thinking I'm sleeping with them. All these women of casual acquaintances of time minor business associates. We both we both benefit from being seen together, but it's never sexual. I usually pair out with them to promote some calls, mostly charity work. They get me to help with it whenever they're trying to raise money for I like to think I'm positive press from these things, but usually it's birds that new a new cheating scandal. I tried to explain this that I ain't an item, but she she doesn't want, like, no one wants to hear it. They all want a good story, which means it's full of shit. I stopped trying to change everyone's assumptions a while ago. I also realised my efforts didn't matter. People all will, all will think what they want, no matter what. At the end of the day, my, all that matters is what is accomplished for a great cause. So I try to ignore the stupid shit they bring. Truth is, 
even since but ever since that bitch Kerry, I haven't had a single casual cook hook up. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for me. She's seeing only cemented the fact that everyone wants to see what they can gain from me. Sure, I had fun in college, slept with shower girls, and never gave it a second thought. But all that came crashing down with Carrie. She showed me up, showed me up right after the draft. Where was the first round pick? She claimed she was pregnant with my child. The oldest trick in the book. I only slept with her once, a week before, and. As if I was stupid enough not to notice the time he was off. After I told her I knew there was no way the baby could be mine, I never heard from him again. Nevertheless, the whole experience killed casual sex for me, and I stopped sleeping around, no matter how much fun it had been. Trusting anyone went out the window. Reception of Melissa, fortune hunters are everywhere. I didn't need some girl pretending to like me so she could get knocked up and essentially tie me to her. The rest of my life. No, thank you. Trying to wind down my internal triad, I glance at the clock and see it's ten past ten. This interview was supposed to start at ten on the dot. She's late. I don't like late. Lateness shows a lack of respect for other people's time. It's hard to be. How hard is it to be on time? I get I get a five-yard penalty if I'm late. Sometimes that shit can throw off the whole game. The scale of my face would be worse, I thought, because the moment the door to the conference opens, the breathtaking brunette walking through it looks up, looks it, look, walking through it looks up. A horrified expression takes over her face, and your mum says a f- string of apologies. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Garrison. She rushes to say while smoothing down her skirt. I didn't factor the traffic when I got left this morning. I'm not too familiar with this area. I didn't appreciate the I'd run into. I hope I wasn't able to terribly convince you, standing there waiting. I know how busy you are, especially this time of season, she rambles. Not bothering to stop to take a breath as I stand there, scowling, uh, not muttering a single word. Well, snap out of it, arsehole. My brain yells me, telling me to say something not... Sending any words to my mouth for me to speak. I take a few steps towards her, and thankfully my mouth and brain finally start working together as I stick out my hand to take hers. Say, no, inconvenience, or Miss Mitchell. Actually, Mitchell, thank you for doing this interview with us, she replies, putting her hand in mine. The second our fingers touch, my entire body sparks. Like I touched a live wire, the molecules in the air around me us begin to crack and fizzle. So as she is a superpower that renders me invisible. I'm not sure I'm breathing. No one even know no one ever throws me off this well off kills it in under twenty thirty seconds. What the hell is wrong with me? Being around beautiful women is nothing new to me. So what's the deal with this one? Why does she have me feeling something I can't quite put my finger on. I'm mesmerized by her face. She has the most beautiful skin. Her light tan makes up blue eyes shining shine in a shade I couldn't haven't seen before. Chestnut hairs hang slightly damp, framing her face, her eyebrows furrow. I realise I'm doing it again, staring at her silently, snapping out out of the beauty she's stupid. I remember my madness, madness I say. It's no problem, Mrs Mitchell. 
placing my hand on a small back, I direct her towards the table in the middle of the room. I sit, uh, the same singly sensation hits me as soon as I touch her. Don't, doesn't she feel it too? Please, have a seat. I, can I have... Can I have something brought in for you to drink? Water, coffee? I know, it, but it must be pretty hot out there already. I say, lamely, talking about the weather. Yeah, great line, genius. I must sound like a total loser. No, thank you. Okay. Thank, no, thank you, Mrs. Garrison. Mr. Garrison, he replies, still looking. A little flush. Pulling out the chair, I'll take the seat. Call me Tanner. Okay, Tanner. Well, since I'm late, I don't want to keep you any longer if necessary. So, would you like to start? She says, reaching into the bag, pulling out a small recorder. It's okay if I record our conversation. Sure, let's get started then. Might as well get this over with. So, I go back to being unaffected by this woman. Something about her makes me feel off. I don't like it. It makes me. It feels as though. Someone's tilted my world off its axis. She presses the record button and begins. Okay, let's start with the last session. If you if you could change one thing last season, was it what if you could change one thing about it, what would it be? I've got I at first glance, she sounds unaffected when I look into her eyes. I wonder if she's flushed as I am. Based on her body language she seems a charlie at ease, but her eyes tell a different story. Their colour's gone from a dark bright Ocean blue to darker, dimmer, grey light, leaving me wondering the reason for the change, but no time to actually think about it. I should probably ask her questions instead of wondering whether or not it, it's because I affect her the way she she, she affect her the way she does me. Well, I would change the payoff loss. I answer with a laugh. I would love to have done gone to the Super Bowl, but I guess that's what everyone would say. She looks reflective for a minute and says, no, not everyone would say that. Most people say something selfish like higher completion rates or higher quarterback ratings. Most people would say something to make themselves look better. Not you, huh? Her voice has taken a tone somewhere between amazement and annoyance. An expression on face gives us some cinema. Impression. Interesting. Suddenly feeling the need to defend myself, I tell her, Well, it's not about me. Football's a team sport. It's about a team, not an individual. Speaking of the team, what do you do as a team captain to keep me around throughout the season? As she asked, checking her notes, not, not looking at me while she waits for the response. Oh, that's a tough one, because I can't... I don't know the truth. I don't feel that's true. It's just me. It keeps me more. It's not just me. It keeps me more up. Again, something. Do as a team. We really like a band of brothers. If someone has a bad game, we work through the problem together. I'm not perfect, and I don't expect everyone else to be. Negativity never plays helps anything. I do my best to offer my help instead of instead of criticizing. I rather I answer honestly. I really hate negativity. It's one of the main reasons I don't really like the spotlight. There's always so much averse energy surrounding it. That's a good, really good philosophy, Tanner. Actually, smiles at me. I love the way my name sounds coming out of her mouth. Almost sexual. 
I wonder if she's sound like that if she was screaming out in pleasure. Where did that thought come from? Think about a woman in the bedroom screaming next to you. It's not a good thing. What the hell is going on with me? My dick was just my dick is so decided to hijack my brain, train of thought. And the last thing I need right now is a fucking hard on. The way she keeps crossing and crossing her legs, giving me a glimpse of what's hiding in her skirt, isn't helping. I'm seriously fucked if I couldn't get if I can't get hold of myself. For I say I'd, I'd do something dumb. So as she continues drawing down, looking down to check her notes, she bites her lips, drawing my attention to her mouth, and it's a plump, coated in some kind of shiny gloss. I'm sure they look really good wrapped around around my cock. Fuck, her lips wrapped around my cock, really. So much for getting a handle things. What are you? What are your thoughts about passing game this year? How do you? What do you think about a new wide receiver is going to help football turner? Think about football. Nothing sexual about football. Darren is definitely a good asset. We work together very well. I'm sure he's going to put up great numbers. I'm definitely considering for my fancy team, I answer with a smirk. But honestly, there's really no way I know what will happen this year. We just keep a positive outlook. That's good to know. I'll make sure I'll pass a little bit of info along to everyone I know with this with a fantasy team. Do you feel you can win against Simpsons Sin- Sin- She s- smiles a smile. I can only imagine she uses when she has a secret. I, re- I feel really good about it. We all do. I think it's a sign of good times, things to come. All the pieces come together and we we've all did for a win. I smile back. Talk about winning perhaps makes me happy. Why? What are you doing to prepare for this week's game? Against Philly, she drives into the question with no witty remarks or changes in her position. Nothing to distract my thoughts. Thank fucking God. Same as always do. We treat every team with the same respect and never expect to win. When you go into expecting to win, you, that's when you lose. You, we're watching game films, pushing ourselves a little harder in each practice, making the necessary adjustments and protecting practices and plays until we feel we've got, got them right, I explain. Well, I wish you and the team nothing but good luck, but luck going forward, she says, in a tone of hope it's sincere, but I'm not sure. I feel as though there's more to come. And she opens a perfect little mouth and says, Before we wrap this up, do you do, do you, uh, you have one question for the ladies? Are you I have I have one question for the ladies. Are you single? Oh shit, she answers in for the individual for her own personal knowledge. Hoping the latter I decide to answer honestly. It's always the best policy, right? Yes, I'm single. Hoping that be the be the End of this line of questioning. No girlfriend, huh? What about the latest gossip going around at you? There's a weird glare in her eye now I don't I don't like. My temper's been in flesh. You must be referring to any number of things since so much different crap has always been written about me. Which gossip would that be? Oh, come on, you know, I'll talk about the women you, you do commit, relate, you don't do commitment relationships. 
who stringed poor Melissa along, rose sparkles as though she kind of questioned is her favourite pastime. Well, that's, currently, that's certainly news to me. I guess I should keep up with the magazines to find out about my personal life. I'm always beyond furious, but at least I'm not looking, I'm not lo- no longer thinking about fucking her instead of preferring to strangle her now. She's calmed me, had me thinking she's a sweet little reporter. Why just get, get, the scoop, get the inside scoop for the city, but no. She's just another mooch trying to see what she can get out of me. In that case, a story about where I'm currently putting my dick. Oh, please. You know, you have to know about your, about the rap, especially since you have made no attempt to hide anything or scare the record straight. Ashley practices thoughts out of the sentence, accusing me doing being a liar and womanizer. Okay, game over, I've done. I just form me you're not the first person to try to get the inside scoop of my personal life. Most of these people no longer have jobs, I smirk. Trying to contain the anger that's burning just under the surface. Nice affection. I'm not surprised I'm not the first to ask. But you should have answered you should, you should answer the question. Why did this become an interrogation? How did he, how did we line up here? Five minutes ago, I pitched her naked. Right now, I pitched my hands around the throat. And not in a way that would prolong the pressure. Since it seems you've already made your mind up, I guess my answer wouldn't matter. I thank you for my time. I think our time is up. I don't want to hear what she had to say before storming out about the conference room. Grabbing my phone from my pocket, I pull up David's number and make my way to the locker room. It picks up quickly. How did it go, David? Get, says, asks suddenly. Get that Edison Press on the phone. I want the interview pulled. The, the reporter isn't doesn't give two shits about football or the team. It was fucking. It was fucking fishing exposition for information about my dating life, and how I'm apparently a piece of shit with no regards for the girlfriend. I don't know. You know how I feel about this shit. They, they was get it pulled. I agreed to get interview about the upcoming season. Not where I put my dick. I'm done. David knows it's not my soul, having my personal shit out there, like especially when it makes me feel like an arsehole. If you don't love football on my team as much as I do, I'm out. I don't say how I, I don't say how anyone can deal with this shit all the time. At least I get a break in the off season. But from July to January, everyone seems to be more interested about what, what play my dick is coming, getting and happening on the field. What's this not podcast show? In in petitions chapter four ashley what the hell was i thinking i have no idea why i did that especially since i lost my job for this sort of slip up maybe i can claim temporary insanity it's obviously my sanity is questionable today my intentions were not to take into that direction i was merely curious about his love life tanner had been sitting there all autistically talking about doing everything as a team not taking any spotlight for him it really threw me it had really thrown me for a loop he seemed the complete opposite of everything i read about him that last night in fact he's so hot he's distracting that didn't help god pictures do don't do him injustice his hair has been in a hot mess in a good way as though he cared enough to make sure he didn't look 
was at Rocky Bedhead, but enough to put any effort into an actual style. It looked so silky, and I wondered how. I wondered more than once during the interview if he is as soft as it seems, and good lord, those eyes. There's an unseen unique green, I've never seen a dark grass green, the sparkling grown flecks with them. The man obviously isn't afraid to dress brightly, considering the lime green shirt and the tie he wore with a dark grey suit, pants which looked as though they were tailored just to fit his perfect body. A body I'm sure makes looks truly magnificent naked. From that moment we've shaken hands, everything had taken a weird turn, and I kept catching him staring at me almost in the days. There's a d- bizarre electricity in the air that seemed to be passing all over us, con- clouding my judgment. Suddenly, my inadequacy had taken c- control of my mouth and decided to prove the man was all that. I mean, ha- ha- he had to be acting. No one can, no way can someone run through that many women have his hotness and have that his hotness of must be a nice guy to pe- he appeared to be. My phone rings in a shrill tone in a quiet conference room, waking me up from my pity party. Dom names flashes across the scene. Oh man, this isn't good. Hello, I answered timidly, afraid of lecture that's surely waiting on the other end of the line. What the hell did you do, Ashley? What the hell were you thinking? I gave you a chance for a huge break. You blew it threw it away. Why? I just got an unpleasant phone call from Garrison's agent telling me I better pull the interview. Do you know how hard James and I work for this? It's exclusive, Ashley. Exclusive. I don't know if I can fix this. I'm disappointed in you. Maybe you were right when you said you couldn't handle the interview. I have to go and see how much damage I control I can do. And I goes dead without me making giving a single word in getting a single word in. Disappointed great. Another person in my life is disappointed in me. I hadn't come in here with my intentions other than getting a great story. Shit, the tears well in my eyes as I take, make the trek back to my car. This is the longest walk of shame. Not only did I screw this up for me, but the plan, paper as well. Just another thing for my life has not been planned. Must have been a serial killer in my previous life. That's the only explanation I can I think of an oddest look luck taking over my life lately. What kind of person does this had this many bad things happen in a short amount of time? This time I've finally blamed that bitch karma. Just my just my stupid life and we need to prove Tanner Granson was full of shit. At least I couldn't couldn't can't think of anything else that go wrong now. I just had to drink myself drink myself right. All I want to do is go home, drink a bottle of wine, and eat a gallon of ice cream. Not only, but my piece of shit car has other plans. I turn the key again and again, but the damn thing won't start. The engine keeps trying to turn, but nothing happens. My battery must be dead. Seriously, fuck my life. Here come the tears. I know there's no stopping them now. I'm crying, sweating, racking my brain, trying to figure out what the hell to do. I can't afford a troll truck, and I don't want... To call Quinn right now, and the second she picks up the phone, she knows something is wrong and rehashes everything that just happened. 
isn't high up the list of things I wanted to do at the moment. Getting out the car, I put the book hood on. Hopefully, maybe filling with the battery or something will help. Please, God, just cut me a break for a minute. Funny how this is supposed to be day everything turned out around, and instead I've had a morning from hell. One would think that after so many crappy things happening in one morning, perhaps the universe would take would take pity on me. Not if your name is Ashley Mitchell. Instead, the universe seems hell bent on piling on some much misery as possible. I'm sure my breaking point isn't far off. Everything okay? I heard the last person I wanted to ask asked from the truck that's pulled up beside me. Why doesn't he have? Why does he have to be one of one that witnesses the rest of my morning meltdown? What wants him to see me upset? I must have all the clothes left in my he wiped my tears directly. Sam told and say that I, I hope I that I hope it'll be will be a calming breath. Yes, everything's fine. Just thanks though, I answered politely, okay, without turning around. You sure? It doesn't seem like it. You seem to make, make, you just wanted to make sure you, you're good before I leave. God damn it, he's good, good like that. The truck door didn't, makes a small squeak as, o- squeak as open. No, please, no, please don't come over here. Why can't you just be an arsehole? I wanted to be. No, really, it's okay, Mr. Garrison. I'm fine. I can go. You can go. His voice sounds pretty convincing until I hiccup. Well, more than a sub hiccup, then. But I'm sure he hears it. To make matters worse, my phone rings. Dom's name flashing on the screen again. If I pick up, turn him up. This nurse has been crying. It's the only way I can ignore it. Because Dom is really furious at me. Hello, I answer, forcing every bit of self-control I had left in my voice. I don't know what you, what you did or said. I don't really care, but you better find a way of politics. Apologise to Grandson. His agent said you take see talk to him and see if you let us run the articles as long as he gets approval first. You better write the article of your life. And whatever you do we did whatever you did to piss him off, better be left out. I'm not kidding, you better fix this mess. I thought you were better than this. Damn he he knows exactly how to make me feel like shit. I'm not. I'm have nothing to say. But okay, I will, Dominic. I will. I'm sorry. All my remaining calm goes out the window as the court ends. I can't keep the tears in anymore. Tanner clears his throat behind me, and to me, he's still here. While I have a Montebello in the middle of a car parking lot, there's nothing left for myself to pull myself together. It's at least a hundred degrees. I'm crying. Pretty sure my job is on the line, but I'll try anyway. I need to try to smooth things over with the way a man make me see my meltdown. Shutting the the hood of the car, I turned toward him. I'm sorry, Mr. Carson, I didn't mean to see you early. It wasn't my intention. Honestly, I'm personal. I'll be fine here, but you 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 don't want to waste any more of your time today. Again, I apologise. Nothing but your personal life to be written. If you were, you're still willing to give me a chance to print the article, you have a mind while finishing my little speech. I round my car, get in, and close the door. Desperately wanted him to leave so I could get myself together and call for help. Maybe my dad would be willing to get in, get me. But 
I had I need to I need turn it to leave first. Chapter five Tanner. Sometimes I wish I could be I could be the arsehole everyone thinks I am. Ashley you must really believe all that shit written about me if she thinks I'm going to leave her alone. Crying in a car and it won't start on a hundred degree day. Arrogant know it all Ashley during the end of it pissed me off, but I couldn't couldn't seem to sh- hold on to the anger without seeing her so broken down. She but she, she must thought I was left when she took her call, because she was, it was after she hung her, she clung, hung her head in her hands and started crying. Ten minutes ago, I wanted to have fired. I, want, I wanted nothing more than to see her the way she is now, upset and remorseful. But now everything is, and now I see her torn up because she, she took, so torn up. Doesn't make me feel as good as I thought it would. I would just want to fix it. She hasn't, still hasn't looked at me. Every time she speaks, she keeps her head down, finding her, hiding her face. It seems I've gone back to being Mr. Grayson. If I let her print the article, the meaning of her words dawns on me. Damn, Davis moves fast. I almost feel bad for her. She has brought this on herself. I stand watching her sit in the hot box of the car, trying to decide what to do here. She'll probably pass out if she stays there much longer. So I walk to the window and knock. Ashley, I don't know, I don't have cable, jump cables, but let me give you a ride somewhere and we can deal with the car later. No, thank you. I'll be fine, Mr. Garrison. She shakes her hand. If you stay here any longer, I'm going to, I'm going to be calling an ambulance instead of just driving you home. And stop calling me Mr. Grant, Garrison. I told you, Tanner, I'm sending you at him through a closed door window. No, I thank you. I'm fine. I swear. Please just carry on with the day. I really appreciate the offer, though. She declines again, as, as though she's, as though I'm giving her a chance. Jesus, she has to be dying in here. Enough for this. I open the door. I feel, feel, heat immediately. No, Ashley, you're coming with me. You might well think I'm a woman and sing arsehole, but I won't leave you sitting here in a hundred degree car. No way in hell. So please just get out of the car so I can take you where, where you need to go. No, thank you. Just carry on with your day. I really appreciate the offer. We see clients as though I was giving her a choice. Jesus, she has to be dying in there. Enough of this. I open the door and feel the heat immediately. No, Ashley, you're coming with me. Maybe you think I'm a woman as an arsehole, but I don't leave you sitting here in a 100 degree car. No way in hell. So please just get out of the car. So I can take you where you, uh, where you need to go. I ran, reaching into the car to pull out. She has to be nuts. She thinks I'm going to leave her here in this heat. She tries to resist, so I grab her hand a little tighter and try to get her to step out of the car. You must haven't misunderstood me. I'm not leaving you here. Let's move. Let's move on. Open the. Uh, 
Step out of the car. You must have, you must have sent me. I'm leaving you here. Not leaving you. Let's move the Just get a move on, please. Terrified, hoping she's actually made a move to get into my truck. She finally picks her head up, looks at me, giving me the first glimpse of her face since I stormed out of the interview. I see it. Is nuts. She thinks that you haven't. You must have understood me. I'm not leaving you. Let's move on, please. I clarify, hoping she actually made a move to get into my truck. She finally picks her head up, looks at me, giving me the first glimpse of her head. face since I stole out of the interview, her face is red and blotchy. Her eyes are a little swollen. And the nose, uh, her nose is running. She looks like she's been through the ringer. It's, it's times like this. I'm thankful my mother raised me well. Stopping to help this woman was the last thing I wanted to do. But I knew my conscience wouldn't have been, wouldn't, would have eaten me alive if I didn't. I wish to make sure Ashley's okay. He's compelling strong. I'll never let people affect me this way. It's, it's how you get yourself into trouble. Come on. I'll take you home. We'll, set, we'll settle your car later. Everything think will be all right, I said to see her, despite all the weirdness. I'm feeling, I'm feeling towards this woman. My emotions are one place. I'm tickling not an emotional guy. First, I want the fucker. Then I want to be ring her neck. Now I want to just put a smile on her face. Ashley must finally reach her body point because she grabs her purse, gets out, locks the door before she closes it. Quickly, I guide her to the passenger seat of my truck. Before she change her, can change her mind and fight against this ride again. I open the door, I wait while she climbs in and puts her seatbelt on. I'm, great, I'm grateful for the lack of the argument. I close my door. I walk to my side of the car, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do I'm doing and how I'm going to play this how I'm going to play this ride home. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. I really like to get to know, get out of this depressed state she's in. She seems to want it wants to absolutely nothing to do with me. As I climb into the car, as she's still running eye track, staring at the window, I place my hands on top of hers to get her attention and the same current electric says he from the beginning of the interview courses through me. Please don't sit there and think you have to hide from me. You've had a very bad day, it seems. I'm not I'm not Trying to, I'm not trying to make it worse. Want to talk about it? Even the words left, even as the words left my mouth, I knew, I knew it's a stupid question. I'm, I'm part of the bad day, but it was entirely my fault. She pressed the wrong button, and I reacted brash, brashly. She obviously did not know how much of a touchy subject my personal life is with me. But she had, but she couldn't, she couldn't. She shouldn't have been told to steer clear of anything remotely close to it. She makes me feel out of sorts and then only made it worse. I feel this sudden and unexplained connection when she tries to get me to admit all shitty things writing about me. She had been asking me for personal reasons. If, she, if it, I knew she feels this connection too, maybe I would have made things different, a little different. It's for me. Just hasn't gone that the way I was hoping. She surprises me. 
answered so softly, I almost didn't hear her. Well, now we're go- hoping it. Well, now we're hoping not. It it will go. How it? I asked, trying to keep her talking. This interview was supposed to open some doors for me, so I'm hoping it hoping it will do well. I really didn't want this interview. No offense, I do lifestyle pieces, not sports, but it dropped me in my lap. It seemed like a great, really great opportunity to spend my writing horizons. As she sighs, as though a ten-pound weight had been lifted from her chest. She still hadn't pulled her hand away from the line. That makes me glad, but I don't know why. I have no idea what the hell is going on, or why I have no control of it. Why? Who was I playing before? It makes me feel so at salts and only made it worse. I feel it's sudden unexplained connection and then she tries to get me to admit to all these shitty rides and things written about me. She'd be nasty for my personal reasons if I knew it makes me if I knew she made feels a connection too, maybe I would have made things a little different. This morning hasn't gone away that way, I was hoping she surprised me. Answering softly, I almost didn't hear her. Well, how are you hoping it would go? I said I was my heart to keep her. Talking in this interview was supposed to be open doors for me, hoping to do so. I really want to do this interview, no offence. I do lifestyle pieces, not sports, but it dropped into my lap and looks like a really great opportunity to pay my writing horizons. As she sighs, though a ten-pound weight has been lifted from her chest, she still hasn't pulled my hand away from mine, and that makes me glad. I don't know why. I have no idea what the hell is happening, or why I have no control of it. Who's on the phone before? Dominic, my editor. She looks away again and harshly pulls her hand from mine, as if t- she's touching the enemy. What did you want? I know I didn't. I know she shouldn't put, especially since she's represent. We treat you back again, but I need to know how. My my, how much my my temper has cost her? It's overwhelming. I do not. I'm not sure why I even care. If she didn't stuck to football, none of this would have ever happened. I prefer not to talk about it, if you don't mind. Please let me know when you heading where you're heading so I can phone someone and pick me up. She says, pulling out her phone. Wow, okay. So I've been an arse earlier. What if what is with this woman? She thinks I'm going to just drop her off in a random place on my way home for someone just to pick her up. I'm taking you home. Tell me which way it is and we can get going. You don't need to do, no, do that. Just stop me somewhere on the way. And it'd be fine. Christ, I'm not dropping you off somewhere on the side of the road like a piece of trash. Give me some sucking credit, will you? Just tell me where you, which way to lead. I'll drop you off. Case closed. It's the first time I've cursed in front of her, and my mum would have slapped the shit out of me if she could hear me. But, you know... <laughs> I don't, I don't need to do that. Just drop me off somewhere on the way, you'll be fine. 
Okay, I'm being an arse here, but what is with this woman? She thinks I'm going to drop her up. Drop off in a random place on my way home for someone to pick her up. I'm taking her home. Tell me which way it is and we can get going. You don't need to do that. Just drop me off somewhere on the way home. I'll be fine. Christ, actually, I'm not dropping you off. Somewhere on the side of the road, like a piece of trash. Give me some fucking credit, will you? Just tell me where you, which way you to head and I'll drop you. Case closed. It's the first time I've cursed in front of her and my mother would have slapped shit at me if, we, if she could hear me, but the woman seems hell-bent on pushing every button I have. Home, home, Hoboken, she answers. I live in Hoboken. Well, I'm getting to, getting kind of heading that way anyway. It makes you feel more comfortable. I tell her, hoping she feel better knowing I'm not com- going completely out of my way. Okay. Oh, okay, she finds very softly. A slight hitch in her voice as she continues to stare out the window, wiping her tears eyes occasionally. If it hadn't, if she didn't have two sisters, I might have been able to tell that the light touching her face was really an attempt to wipe away escaped tears. God, I hate you when women cry. I have no problem with you running the article as long as you leave my personal life out of it. And for what it's worth, I'm sorry that you might have a bad morning. I think it's worth pulling her out of her misery. I sh- I'm sure not. Mm-hmm. I'm no problem with you running the article as long as you don't leave my personal life. I'm sorry you were such a bad morning. I figure it's worth putting her out of misery. I'm not sure why my gut keeps telling me to contact comfort her, make her feel better. But I guess I'm hoping that she's that we, it, it, since we're going with it, it seems, I'm um, hoping don't say in the matter. Hopefully she'll relax now. Chapter 6, Ashley. I have no problem you, with you running the article. Oh my god, no way, he's got to be messing with me. I really hope not. I'm sorry, but you did you say you got let the article run? I asked needing to make sure I heard him correctly. You know, so I have no problem with the article as long as it doesn't turn out to be about my dating life. The article only, will only feature your personal feats and the team at home, nothing else. I have my, You have my word. I even mail it to you personally and you can prove it. I rushed out quickly, wanted him to know that I gave it. I take a job seriously. What happened in the interview was just a fluke, lapse of judgment. I write a, the best and most agreeable non-gossip piece about him ever. If I can smooth things over a ton and have his article... The article judgment. I write the best and most agreeable non-nonsense piece about her here ever. If I can smooth things over with Tanner, I have this article print on time. It will fix things with Dom. And with luck, save my job. The article is set to run on Sunday. I'll make sure I have it done by Thursday. You can look at it all over and I can, I can still have a, you in by the deadline of print. Does, she, does that sound all right, Mr. Garrison? 
I'm sure it must sound as giddy as some kid on Christmas morning. Hope this new development means my terrible day turning around. If it means you be this upbeat for the rest of the ride, then yes, that works for me just fine me. For the last damn time, my name is Tanner, he answers, practically growing, growling, and the last part of me, the creation of my cheeks to burn, is coming about being, being upbeat. So how about we find some sort of... Why don't you tell me some things that you you feel uncomfortable sharing? I I make this the best piece ever written by you. I smile at him. I'm not sure why. I suddenly want to do it to be special. After whatever written by him, I went into the. I was thinking he was some sort of hot shot playboy, demanding demanding info. How about we find for some way to add your to feel comfortable to make sure it's the best piece ever written you as well him. I'm not sure why. I suddenly want to do it to be the best article ever about him. I went into the interview thinking he was some sort of hot shot playboy and during the interview I thought he was a bullish bullshit artist trying to make himself look good better. But no, I'm starting to think he really is a good guy, he claims to be. The jury's still out on the dating part of his life, but it isn't really on my, any of my business. Still, some part of my, me truly hopes the gossip isn't true. And for some reason, that bothers me. I'm having, I have feelings. It's something to do with that crazy carrot bouncing between us. Turner didn't have to stop and help me, and most people in this area wouldn't have. Let's face it, people from New York and Jersey don't all, aren't always the nicest. That's why people think we're arseholes. It's really lack of a draw, though. They are as many nice people as they are souls. There are souls like me turn up down to help a gorgeous man because he's in a hot mess. And there are nice guys like Tanner who 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 are soon to be arseholes. The fact he stayed and wanted waited me waited me out proves I've been wrong in my original assumptions of him. So I like being wrapped up in a total modification. I found something about his affirmative nature to turn on. Where he put his foot down, I couldn't take a no for an answer. It had been like a direct move to hit me on my call. Well, let's see it, Turner said to Was there? Despite being wrapped up in my total modification, for something based faulty nature to turn on the way he put his foot down, I couldn't take it. No, the fun answer. It was like a direct hit on my court. Well, let's see. Turner says, "Oh shit! I forgot I asked him a question before. I got lost my got lost in my thoughts. I blood playing in New York. I couldn't have been luckier when I was drafted here." My family was some heavy, happy too. My mum never missed a game during my peewee and high school days. When I went to Idaho State, she was upset because she couldn't be able to be at all my games anymore. It was much travel for me. She wanted me to stay home and play for the Raptors so she could at least make my home, come to my home games. But I, I couldn't pass her. 
couldn't pass up the opportunity to be back on not even for more. I'm guessing you were close to your family. Sorry, I smelt him before I realised that I just, what I just said, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Does that count as part of your personal life? Prefer not. I prefer not to talk about it. Oh, no. I hope I didn't just blow it again. No, it's fine. I'm really close with my family. Parents and sisters are amazing. They're all still on Stratton Island where I grew up. We still we still have Sunday dinner when I pull up, when when I pull it off, which is not too often during the season. My last Sunday dinner with them of the year really will probably be next week. My schedule almost get we're about to go crazy. Unfortunately, it means I also don't have time for community work with the city kids among them again for until uh, yeah, after the season. It's growing more talkative now. It's great. Well, all the added insight to my life, I thought I could make it now. Unfortunately, it means I don't. Last Sunday, Stratton, uh, my last Sunday with the other years would probably be next week. My schedule would be, should be crazy. Unfortunately, it means I won't have much time for community work for my city kids again until after the season. It's growing more talkative now. It'd be great. We. With all the added insight into his life, I can make the, the article much better. Do you, do you want, do you, do you, a lot with kids for the community? Is it something you enjoy? It must be one of my favourite parts. I really love to give back to the community. There's nothing more better than watching the pop, the way the kids light up. It's like being big, the biggest hero. It's more it's part of the reason I hate being, having my hate, hate having my dating life out there with my reporters. Right, spend it. The children's kids read it. I'm not going doing this or you, that with that with numerous different women, even though I'm not. It makes a kid gives the kids the wrong impression. I like to consider myself a good influence on today's youth. It's just. They are just messages I don't wish to send. Will that explain a lot about this disdain towards the members of the press who like to drag his rep through the mud? Even more reason for me to make the article the best I can can be. I know totally. I can totally understand where you're coming from. You know. <laughs> Well, I can explain a lot to disdain to all members of the press that drag his rep from the mud. Even more, the reason why I can take the article the best it can be. I can totally understand where you are coming from earlier now. I promise we'll give you the right message this article, a safety convention, even though I'm a journalist writing about people's post problems has never been my thing. I hardly ever write about people unless they're put on the town. And even then, it's usually just where they were spotted on the in the city, or even if they're going to be little pieces of information, even here. But I, uh, was I? even though I'm a journalist, I can't understand why you're missing. 
I can I can tell you understand where you are missing earlier now. I promise you I'll give you the right medicine in this article. I'll save the conviction. Even though I'm a journalist, writing about people's problems, personal problems has never been my thing. Hardly ever write about people unless they're out on the town, and even then, it's usually just when they were spotted in a city or what they're just going to be. A little pieces of information here and there. I don't write things just for the sake of a story. So why didn't you tell me something? Why don't you tell something about you? How is it you've been doing this interview? Create a sports writer, he says. Why did you want to know about me? Nothing. But I don't. I don't want to piss him off at him. Will James is is our user sports writer. His wife had a baby three days ago. She should be released from the hospital today. Apparently, the hospital wouldn't give them a window. Release. Dom, my heads have decided I was the best choice possible, given the short notice, so I'm here. Again, my offense, no offence, but I even suggested James try to do a phone interview, but he'd got vetoed. I explained the whole story of it, honestly, feeling he isn't the kind of person who was insulted by the truth. I try not to cry myself to sleep tonight after hearing that. He spoke to me. Here, we're almost at Hoboken. Exit. Put your address in so I can know where I'm going. He, he sees pointing the build to the building GBS in the dashboard. Listen. <coughs> Listen, I feel like I owe you an apology. came in today with an opinion which was based on wasn't based on facts, whatever whatever. All the articles and tablets pointed you a certain way. Based on my own recent life experiences. I judged you before I should I should have. I was wrong, I'm sorry. I lower my head and busy myself a GPS, not wanting to look at him for a moment. That apology was really hard for me to say. I think that the way things played out with Jason might have clouded my judgment. Making me think that every man is a cheating scumbag. Taylor slows his hand back into mine and squeezes. Thank you. I know it wasn't easy to do. Most people wouldn't have the courage to admit they were wrong. But you did. He tells me something about you. He squeezes my hand again. But he doesn't let it go. His praise stirs something in me. I find myself smiling. Joy his touch. That, what the hell is going on with me? I let, I let him keep my keep my hand and sit in comfortable silence for the rest of the ride. Do you live here alone? Tannis asks as we pull up to the building I live in. No, I live with my friend Quinn, I replied. Glad to go home so I could pot- start putting his article awful morning behind me and start writing on the article. I really appreciate you driving me home. You didn't have to. I thank you for giving me a second chance to write the article. I promise I won't be di- you won't be disappointed. If you give me your email address, I'll forward it to you as soon as I finish it. Can I see your phone? Mm, sure. I dig in my bag for my phone. A little puzzled by what he wants it for. I put it, I find it and I hand it over. He takes the phone, enters some information for giving it back to me. Program my number for you. Give me a call when you finish and we'll get, and get something Get something up, he says with a big smile on his face. Oh, okay, yes, holy shit. I can't believe Tony Jarrison just given me his number. 
I know it's for professional reasons, but I'm still a girl, and he's still super hot. I hope the rest of your day goes better, Ashley. I feel that blush creep into my cheeks with his words. I get out of the truck. Why couldn't someone else have witnessed my morning from hell? I turned and waved after I walked to the entrance of my building, still reeling from the craziness of the day thus far. Pulling out my phone, I call. Dom does Dom to let know I've got everything worked out with Tanner, but it goes straight to, right to her voicemail. So I leave a voice, a message, explaining everything and let him know I touch base with him again. Time to start working. I head to my room and change into some comfy clothes while leave, making my way to the kitchen to grab a cup, joint cup of coffee with something to eat so I can get to work. I start the coffee maker and try to think about what to write. By the time I'm adding cream and sugar to my coffee, the ideas are flowing. I set up my station in the living room. Despite wanting to get the article done quickly, I don't seem to be fo- focused on writing. Instead, I can't stop thinking about his amazing smile, the way my hands are still tickling over his touch. Why does he have such an effect on me? I'm a man-hating mode right now. Get some, get someone. How he got through my armor? What were those love-sick puppy look on your face, sweets? Friend said, peering out of scared the shit out of me and making me build coffee on myself. Seriously, Queen, what the hell? Trying to give me a heart attack? I snapped, giving her the dirtiest look possible. Well, I wasn't exactly quiet when I came in. Not my fault that you lost in your fault. You didn't hear me, she said, plopping down next to me on the couch. But really, what's the what look on your face right now? And how is your interview going this morning? Oh my God, Quinn, it was a morning fail. Seriously, everything I could have done wrong did. Plus some, some I'd tell her, uh, lying on my head in my lap. I made an arsehole of myself. What did you do, Dumbass? Did you trip or fall into the room and make a graceful entrance, he asked. Are you reading Fifty Shades again? Again, I asked, knowing how much he loves that book. No, just since the men- you mentioned it, maybe I should, she smirked. Tell me about your horrible interview. I tell her about the morning, going all the way back to waking my up late and hitting traffic. I didn't leave out any details. This is Quinn. I really need her to fig- help her figure out what the hell is going on with me. Based on her facial expressions, one one thinks she'd been one to live through all the events of this morning. It's funny watching her reactions go from shock to horror. I end my story with Tanner giving me this, his number and dropping me off. What do you think? I think that stuff should only happen to you. All in one morning or less. You poor thing. You need a spa day to recover. The rest of this conservation involves a drink, the alcohol kind. She smiles at me with pity in her eyes before heading to the kitchen to get some drinks, even though it's only one in the afternoon. After turning two glasses of wine, she says, I'm not really sure what I think yet. Not knowing all this, now knowing all this much, obvious you'll fantasize about him when I walked in. Far off look in your eyes, a light side of pink on your cheeks. I think you, there might even be more of a little drool dripping from the corner of your mouth. She laughs. The bitch really actually laughs as though it's the funniest thing it's heard all year. What? 
I wasn't fascinating, fantasizing about him, just thinking about how hot he is. I'm ready, re re reply, snapping my hand against the crutch indignantly. I haven't gotten to fantasizing yet. Honestly, I think you really, really need to get laid. You should haven't had any in a while. I think you're messing with your mind. You know, experts say women should have at least one orgasm daily. You, you ain't following the rules, so you, your mind isn't working at its highest potential. Want to go out and buy a new? Do you want to go out and buy a new, really big vibrator? That help. Maybe you even write a better article. She says, completely straight, late faced. I know well enough to know she isn't kidding. She's serious. I smack a real pillow, laughing. You eat too much Cosmo and way too many smut rocks.